Hi, my name is Lindsay Adams, and you are listening to Mindful as a Mother. Hey, hey, I just wanted to pop on here real quick before the episode starts and give a quick disclaimer. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for therapy or the therapeutic relationship, and the information given in this podcast is purely for educational purposes and is not intended to replace the advice of a professional. Now that that's out of the way, I really hope you enjoy this episode. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review if you enjoy it because it helps the podcast grow. And don't forget to be peace, be love, be mindful as a mother. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another week at Mindful as a Mother. I think this is like my eighth episode which is, oh yeah, it would be because two full months, um, which is amazing. And I just want to say thank you again for all of your support. I am constantly blown away by the amount of listens, downloads, reviews that I get. So thank you so much. And if you like this podcast or this episode, please do not hesitate to subscribe, rate, review, and share with your mom friends because it really helps the podcast get seen and continue to grow. And just know that I really, really appreciate it. The topic this week is transitions, specifically adding another child to your family. And something I realized when I was planning for this episode is I have a lot of spicy opinions. I got kind of heated about a few things when I was creating my plan for the episode. And so it might get a little controversial in here. And I think that that's okay. I think these are things that we need to talk about. The area I tended to get more spicy or heated about was um, how to support a mom going through a transition. And this made me think that I need probably just need to do a full episode on like how to be a mom friend because a lot of us kind of stink at it and we need that reminder. So um, we'll talk about some of the things today, but I definitely just need to do a full episode on like how to be a mom friend. Um, Maybe I'll just title it like how to not be an asshole because I feel like that's what it boils down to. Um, And I think sometimes we just say things without thinking about them or because we're trying to make conversation and we're actually being a big jerk. And I know I've done that before. And so thinking, writing through this episode made me think about ways that I can be better. So I hope you find in this episode ways that you can be better to yourself and to your other moms who are going through things. So adding another kid, you've decided to add another kid. It is not like adding a puppy. It is a lot more work, a lot more permanent, and a lot more stress. I also included a section on like if you're um, adding a foster child or planning on adopting um, because I think that that's a really useful perspective and insight that there isn't a lot of like it isn't talked about a ton in terms of transitions. I also realized there's like a lot of stuff to talk about so I may end up splitting this into two episodes just because I like to keep my episodes short and little bites of information that you can take in really quickly and then apply to your day-to-day life. I also want to leave space for the mom fails because they're hysterical and they are literally what gets me through every week and so 
I don't want to cut those out either. So I may split this. I guess we'll see what happens. Um, we'll just get started. So when you have decided to add another child to your family, you have made a big decision. And I think that no one takes that lightly. I asked on my Instagram and Facebook group what advice, questions, bits of information people had about adding a child and what to expect. And um, a lot of the feedback I got was the same. I'm super excited to share it with you guys. So I think the first little tip I have written down is like throw all your expectations out the window. And if this is, if you're adding a second or third kid, imagine like what you thought having one kid would be like. It's probably nothing like you thought it would be. Having a second or third is the same way. It is nothing like you think it will be. You can expect things to go a certain way and they just won't. And so be ready to just toss those expectations out the window. The sooner you do that, the easier it is to stop trying to like live up to everyone's expectation of what you think it should be like. And recognize that everyone does motherhood differently. And so your ability to manage two kids and with, and temperaments are so different between kids anyway. So some people may have like two angel babies. Some people have one wild child, one angel baby. Some people may have two wild children and every mother is going to have a different journey postpartum. For some women, recovery is super easy. For others, they struggle with the physical part. Others struggle a lot with the mental health piece of it. So recognizing that everyone's journey looks different and so you can't create a list of expectations until you're really in it. And even then you're going to have to constantly be adapting what you expect of yourself. And you really wanna try and end each day like feeling like you're good enough, you've done enough, that's it right and just because you know Sally down the street is able to like work out every morning at five with two kids that doesn't mean that you would you have to be able to function the same way and do the same thing and I know I talk a lot a lot a lot about comparing on this podcast but I think it's so important and I think we need a constant reminder of that that it's it's not healthy and it just adds to our struggle your kids do not need anyone else as a mom. They only need you as a mom and you are the perfect mom for them. And that's the real you, right? The real you that struggles or that doesn't work out ever, right? That's the perfect mom for them. And so just reminding yourself of that. And I just, I probably will tell you that every single episode because I believe so much that if we just embrace who we are and that we are the perfect mom for our kids, it makes motherhood so much easier and so much more joyful. And so just throwing those expectations out the window. Also recognizing that this is going to put a strain on your life, your marriage, if you have a marriage, your partnership, whatever, and your relationship with your kids. Oh, keeping in mind that that struggle is only temporary while you go through this adjustment period of adjusting to adding this new family member and then you will find your new normal and I realize this is like a heated phrase now because of COVID but you will find your new balance your new normal whatever that is and everyone will get into the groove it just takes a little bit and that feeling of limbo and in between is possibly the most overwhelming hardest time for a lot of mothers because they look at themselves and their life during that time and they think I can't sustain this forever and 
in when you're in it, it feels like it's going to be forever. And then once you're out of it, you recognize that it's really just a transition period. That's why it's called a transition. My second step of advice is to take a baby moon and with your kids, your current kids, right? So if you're adding another child, you would take your current children with you on a baby moon. And if you wanted to do one with your spouse, that's totally fine too. So I remember when I was pregnant with my twins, my birthday was right before I gave birth to my twins. And for my birthday, Tim and I took Sam for the weekend up to this place called the Zermatt. It's in Midway, Utah. And they have this crater you can swim in, which was amazing because, and it's like a natural hot spring, I think is what it is. Anyway, it was amazing because I was super pregnant and like floating in this pool or this crater was like the best hour of my whole life at that point. But it was so good to just spend the weekend away with Sam and Tim enjoying our last weekend as our little family before we added the girls to it. This did two things. I think it allowed me the time to like in my brain to say, okay, this is a transition period and it helped my brain kick into transition. It also helped Sam, I think, because he got that quality one-on-one time before his world was rocked with twin baby sisters. And I was actually looking back at those pictures um, the other day because I was posting about the transitions and I was looking at Sam meeting his sisters and right before that were these pictures of our baby moon and we had so much fun and I was so pregnant and we were in this crater taking selfies and it was just amazing and Sam looks so happy Tim and I look so happy and it's really cool to just remember that time I also think this time alone is really important for a marriage so nothing puts more stress on a marriage partnership relationship I know people have different situations so whatever you want to call it If I accidentally called a marriage, that's, I'm sorry, that's just my situation. And so I think of things from that perspective, but um, nothing puts more stress on a relationship than adding a child to the mix, I think, because the, you have your normal relationship stuff, but the heart, one of the hardest things I think with adding kids to a marriage or relationship is the, the workload balance and who's going to do what and what that looks like. So when you add a child that, that shifts and it creates a lot of tension. So having that time, um, to bond as a couple that isn't about workload or kids or anything like that is super important right before this big stressor on your marriage. You know, I kind of talked about this in terms of expectations with like yourself. Um, also there are expectations about your marriage after adding another kid because we can't our marriages are so unique and personal and sacred and everyone's dynamic um is so different in relationships that adding another kid and how a marriage reacts to that stressor is really different for everybody and so you can't compare um and I think it's an important time to work on giving our partners grace because because we are going to deal with the transition differently than them and they may not deal with it in the way we would like them to and that's okay and we may not deal with it in the way they would like us to and that's okay too so just keeping that in mind throwing expectations about marriage out the window and I'll talk a little bit about like being intentional with like coping and marriage and things like that in just a minute but so plan a baby moon a little getaway it can be something totally small like 
we didn't go anywhere. We just went like literally we spent the weekend like 45 minutes away. And you can do this like any even at like a hotel with a pool. I think kids love that. And it's just good one on one time. My next tip is just plan to cry a lot. Plan for it to be hard. Recognize the heart's not going to last. You're going to get through it. But plan for it to be freaking hard. You are adding another human into your life. Your body is going through a major trauma and you are, you have another one, two, three, however many kids you have at home, sibling to take care of. Your hormones are out of whack. You're readjusting the workload ratio in your relationship or marriage. There's a lot going on. So just plan to cry. It's okay to cry. Get it out. Plan to be emotional and to have it be hard. I think what I've noticed is people who struggle the most with these transitions are the ones who go into it thinking, oh, I got this. And and maybe it's like, maybe that's why people, people tend to say the third baby is the hardest. I don't know that if that's true or not, but I think that if it is the hardest, it, that might be why, because the first baby you're like, okay. The second one you're like, okay, I'm nervous to add two. And then after two, you're like, oh, I got this. So you go in like totally confident and then you realize this is hard and I don't have this. I'm struggling here, right? So I think just like plan to cry, plan for it to suck for a little bit. Also remind yourself that this is only temporary. This is only temporary. Even if you have to say it to yourself a thousand times a day, if you have to play it back with me saying it a thousand times a day, that's okay too. My final tip for yourself is to Make an active coping plan, but also expect it to change. So go through and think about the things that you expect to be hard. Um, And typical things that come up are like when your spouse goes back to work, uh, recovering uh, from childbirth, not getting enough sleep, making sure your uh, little one gets enough attention. Make plans for those things. And then also make plans for the times when you feel emotionally overwhelmed and like you can't do it anymore. Something I often recommend to new moms is to create like a built-in help schedule. And we're really hesitant as moms to accept help. Just accept the damn help. Just accept the damn help. And I promise you will get your turn to pay it back to someone later. And that's how you can like keep moving forward and help maybe not feel guilt about it, but just accept the help. So if you have opportunities for help in your life where you can set up a certain time to have your mother-in-law, your mother, your sister, whoever, your friend come over and take care of the baby or so you can go grocery shopping or take a nap or, you know, do whatever. Create built-in breaks for yourself so that things do not become so big and overwhelming and you have something to look forward to. It's regularly on the calendar. It will keep you off balance, on balance. I'm sorry, not off balance. And this can be super helpful too, because I think sometimes as mothers, females, whatever, we wait until we are burnt out, done, and ready to explode before we ask for help or take a break. And at this point, it's not always easy to get immediate help or we've already done something like yelled at our kids or freaked out that makes us feel guilty or sad. And so if you have it built in, it can help kind of prevent those bigger outbursts or um, emotional overloads from happening. So make a list of what is going to be hard and plan for it, right? 
um, or what you think is going to be hard and then expect that list to change, right? So then when you're in the middle of it and you realize none of these things are actually hard, this is what's actually hard, then make a plan to cope with that so that when it's going on, you can look at your little list and say, okay, have I done this? Have I done this? Have I done this? Things to keep you in check. You can also have like a pretty honest conversation with your partner before the baby comes home. Like these, this is what I'm expecting to be hard. This is my plan. Can you help prompt me, keep me on schedule? Can you help by taking the baby these nights, whatever? Um, So talking about it and having open communication, I think, can really help the partnership piece in this. So I'm all about making plans. I think they're great. And I think the problem, though, is that when we make a plan, we expect things to go according to plan. And if they don't, we just say, oh, well, whatever. And we don't follow the plan. And then we're just stuck in this overwhelmed rut. So I think making a plan is great. You should make a plan. And recognizing that plan's probably going to change a hundred times and that's okay. So reevaluate and correct, reevaluate and correct. So when things get hard or when a plan's not working or, um, and this applies to parenting strategies too, reevaluate and correct. You can definitely do that. Nothing is set in stone as a human, as a parent, as a mom, and we can't plan for everything. The final tip, and this is the one that I got the most feedback on from people is, Don't listen to anyone else's opinion about having more kids, um, how you raise your kids, how you do things after you have kids. Really just like don't listen to anyone else's opinion. It is your life and you know what's best for you and your kids. A lot of the messages and I got a Marco Polo and like all sorts of things that I got about this talk about how people and we'll get into this like with being a friend um, talk about how people will say like, oh, wait till you have two kids. Oh, wait till you have three kids. Um, I have a mom friend and she was struggling and she posted about it on Facebook. Oh, I forgot to add that she's transitioning from one to two kids. So she just had her second kid. She posted about it on Facebook, kind of just saying like, anyone have any tips? This is freaking hard. And, or does it get any easier or something like that? I can't really remember. And someone commented on there and said, oh, wait till you have three kids. And it's like, oh, gee, thanks. Like, way to, like, take away um, from this mom's, like, feelings. And and, and and in such a good opportunity where you can provide support to a friend, you totally just, like, made them feel worse and probably made them feel more upset. And so I kind of started on my rant a little early. We'll get into that in a minute. But um, don't listen to anyone else's opinions. People are going to tell you your third kid's your hardest. It might be, it might not be. It might be the temperament. It might be whatever. People are going to tell you that your second kid's the hardest. Might be, might not be. People might say, aren't you going to try for a girl? Are you going to do things this way? Just don't listen to anyone else's opinion. Um, And if people give you their unsolicited opinion, my perfect way to respond is, thanks, I'll look into that. And then I like legit throw it out the window. Um, there are people's opinions that I respect and I do listen to, but most of the time, um, if I want advice, I ask for it. So, and, and that's with most people. So we'll, we'll, yeah. Anyway, don't listen to what anyone else says because no one's parenting experience is the same as everyone else's. No one's in the same situation, the same marriage, the same partnership, the same financial situation. Like everyone is different. And so they cannot tell you how to do things from their perspective. And so just, yeah, don't listen to them. And if you need help from me, you can like message me and I will tell you not to listen to these people. (laughs) Okay, so how to support a mom friend. Um, 
the fir- the first one I wrote down is don't be an asshole and it applies to what we were just talking about before. Do not give people your unsolicited opinion. Do not tell people, wait till you have two kids, wait till you have three kids, wait till you have four kids when they're struggling. Nothing makes a mom feel worse than when she takes the opportunity to be vulnerable and to reach out for support and you just come back at her with, oh, wait till you have three kids. My problems are bigger and better, blah, 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 blah. Something that happens often I see in the twin mom community is there's there's two types of twin moms. There's the twin mom that gets upset when other people say it's like having twins. Like say they have two kids a year apart and they'll say it's like having twins. And twin, and I get this, right? I get that uh, it feels like that person's negating what it's like to have twins or saying that they've been through the same experience as you when they haven't, right? And on the flip side, I also think having kids a year apart would be hard and at different ages and stages, but still so close together. So both things are hard and that's okay. It does not mean we have to compare them, right? Just because we want to relate to someone, I think we can relate to people without comparing our experience to theirs. Um, The other thing people often do in the twin mom community is they'll say things like, oh, well, you had your twins first and I already had a kid and then I had twins. And it's like, I think being a new mom and having twins is hard, but different, same thing than being a mom that has one kid and then has twins. Hard, but different, right? It's all freaking hard. It's just different hard for everyone. And that's okay. But just remember, it's all freaking hard. Whether you have one kid, whether you have four kids, whether you have twins, whether you don't have twins, it's all freaking hard. And we don't need to be putting other people down as mothers. We need to be joining together and lifting each other up and saying, I feel you. This is hard. You're going through a lot. This transition is difficult rather than comparing to our own experience. And like I said, I think people have like the greatest intentions. I think we go into it thinking like, I'm going to relate to this person and I'm going to show them that I understand by saying like, oh yeah, I have twins or oh yeah, like the third kid was the hardest for me or it's just going to get harder. But uh, how that comes across is like you're an asshole and like you don't understand. So if your intention is to be supportive and not to be snarky, then you're doing it wrong and you need to be, you can definitely course correct so that you're responding in a more positive way. Just a general life hack. Don't put other people's feelings down. Don't say, well, this experience is harder, blah, 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 or try and compare experiences, especially with motherhood, because nothing is the same. And motherhood is so sacred and sensitive that it's really easy for people to misinterpret your intention or take things the wrong way because it, when, you're, when you're just trying to relate to them, because it comes across as being a jerk. Second tip I have to be a good friend to a mom going through a transition is to validate without struggle, without judging. One way to do that is to say, oh, I'm sorry, this is so hard. I see you. Yeah, I feel how hard this is for you. I can tell you're really struggling rather than trying to offer solutions or fix their problem. Most people just need to feel heard and supported. They don't really need solutions or advice. If they want advice, they will ask you for it. I promise you, right? Sometimes if I feel like I have really good advice for someone in this situation, I'll say, hey, 
I have a suggestion. Are you open to hearing it or do you want to hear it? And they can say yes or no. Usually I kind of buffer that with like, just take it for what it's worth. If this doesn't work for you, that's okay. And that helps people feel comfortable in hearing what I have to say and recognizing that like, I'm not really expecting them to implement it if it doesn't feel like it's true to them or would work for them. But really, like, it's just a good rule of thumb to not give advice unless people ask for it and really just validate where they're coming from. Yeah, that's so hard. Yeah, that's so scary. Yes, that sounds so stressful. What can I do to help you? That must be really difficult. Um, Or, yeah, like, I remember transitioning to two kids and that was tough rather than saying, "Eh, wait till you have three or whatever. Don't judge their situation. Don't try and change. Next up, my favorite part of the week, the mom fails. A few of you forgot your kids at school. A few of you forgot that your kids had school because there was a long weekend. And one of you sent your kid to school with two different shoes on, which I can relate because of my twins. Uh, One of my kids always has like two right shoes on and I don't notice. Um, Whoops. My personal mom fail of the week involves toothpaste. So... My sister-in-law came over and was dropping some shirts off to me and we were just kind of chatting and the playroom in my house is on a different level than the the kitchen area because it's my house has kind of a weird layout. So anyway, she's talking to me and Ava comes up and is covered in this white stuff and I'm like, what is that? And I looks like diaper cream, but we don't really use diaper cream anymore. So I smell it. And I smell straight mint. It is toothpaste covered in it. She's crying. Then her sister comes up and her hands are covered in toothpaste. So they definitely took a bath after that. And I don't know what it is with kids and toothpaste. Like why do they want to rub it on their body? It's just like such a weird thing. And I kind of wondered if it tingled because of the mint. I didn't ask. Um, Yeah. Anyway. So that was a disaster. Luckily, they did not get the toothpaste anywhere else besides their bodies. I was definitely expecting to walk down into the playroom and have toothpaste all over like the carpet or the wall or something like that. And there wasn't. So I was pretty lucky. I mean, I'm going to call that a win. Then I had this is the biggest moment like you are for sure a mother when something like this happens to you. Someone messaged me and told me that they were doing their daughter's hair for school while on the toilet having explosive diarrhea. And I've never related more to anything in my entire life. And I've never felt so much for that mother and for any mother because we really still have to get our kids ready for school even when we have explosive diarrhea. And... I think that's like a mom win. Like that mom needs mom of the year. That is not a mom fail. Um, That is the mom win of the year because you are the most selfless mother if you are sick and still willing to do your kid's hair. So anyway, I hope you guys have a wonderful week and I will see you next week. If you want more of Mindful as a Mother, you can find me on Instagram at Lynn's underscore Adams LCSW. Once again, at Lynn's L-I-N-D-S 
underscore Adams, L-C-S-W. Thank you.